0: So what's going on? Success has list Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 163. Very honored to do this episode with you guys. I am just now getting on, what, 985? Um, yep, heading south and uh, headed back to my office. Uh, very excited about a productive day uh, that I just had. And uh, just really, you know, grateful uh, that you're always... Man, I tell you, when you're led of the Spirit, only good things happen. And when you can attack your day with some enthusiasm, all right, and just kind of know that you got something good to offer people, man, it is just a great, great feeling. And it's the feeling that uh, we all as believers uh, should be experiencing. And if you're not a believer, I'd recommend getting to be a believer, all right, in your Lord Jesus Christ because, trust me, um, it's a whole lot better than the alternative. <laughs> a whole lot of uh, better than the alternative, and um, you know. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about um, you know, a little bit about Good Friday, a little bit about the Earth Care System, a little bit about uh, Kingdom Living. Right in this uh, this episode, but I first wanted to uh, make mention. I wrote this down. I'm not going to read it because I'm driving right now. But uh, you know, if you actually go out to uh, you know, you heard me mention, um, maybe a couple episodes ago, Dr. Jim Harris, all right. And Dr. Jim Harris, uh, has his own, uh, you know, basically institute It's called the kingdom Institute. And he's done a lot of work for, you know, people in the marketplace to know how to apply God's principles, God's laws, God's, uh, kingdom in the marketplace. And, you know, he's been a person that I've, I've totally, I've had on my podcast a couple different times and you've heard me talk about him before. But anyway, I just want to make sure you guys are aware that, um, he's actually, uh, doing away with the Jim Harris group. Okay. Which I found was interesting. I just got an email from him about that and everything is migrating over to the kingdom Institute. All right. Where the pretty much all of his body of work will be happening. Okay. The next thing I wanted to uh, make sure you guys knew about, was uh, Amos Johnson Jr. is actually doing a quarterly event. All right. And uh, you can go to, uh, you know, Amos's website, uh, churchforentrepreneur.com. His May 18th is when they're having their gathering. And I want to make sure you guys knew that because, you know, Amos has just a, you know, such an anointing for teaching and instructing. And it's going to be a great one-day session that he's doing on May the 18th and it's free uh, for you to do that and the other thing I, I you know it's going to be the topic uh, that he's going to be talking about is profit uh, it's like how to profit in the marketplace as a born-again believer okay how to profit and uh, so you go to churchforentrepreneur.com uh, to get more information go to quarterly gatherings and you've got all the information you need right there so let's talk about this okay so let's go back to the beginning. All right, Genesis uh, chapter one. God created, you know, the heavens and the earth. Uh, you know, all those different steps. The last thing He created. All right, before God rested, or before the Sabbath, or before the seventh day, I should say, He created man. Why was God? Why did God create man last? Great question. Glad you asked. He created us last so that we could rest with Him. Right, because God had made all provision for Adam to go and complete his assignment in the earth of expanding the garden. Right, replenishing the uh, the garden and expanding the garden. Right, if you, if you heard me once, I'm on a podcast. You've heard me a couple hundred times now. But there's three things that God gave Adam. God gave Adam a fellowship with Him as a, not just, you know, not just basically what we call a kingdom citizen, but actually a family member. And then God also gave Adam a an assignment, a job to do, a task to do. So when Adam actually was out there performing that task, then that was a form of worship to his heavenly father. That was him honoring his heavenly father, okay? Second, the third thing that God did was gave Adam all provision, all the resources that he would need in order to complete that assignment. Okay. So those are the three things God gave Adam in order to make things happen uh, back in the, and that was the model that God had in mind before the fall. So now let's flash forward to the fall and you see uh, God show up on the scene asking, What's going on? Where you got Adam? Uh, you know, who told you, you were naked? You know, type thing. All these questions that God was asking. And, you know, you sit there and you go, Okay, man, you know, did God not see this coming? And he did. All right. He obviously knew it all, but, you know, gave Adam the choice to make. And that's what love does. Love always gives choice uh, to make. There's never a, you know, hey, look, you know, it's either my way or the highway. You know, God gave Adam, you know, the choice of Eden from the tree of life or the uh, tree of uh, good and evil. And Adam made the wrong choice <laughs> right there. Okay. So, but what was the very first thing that happened after God, you know, found out? Well, when at that moment, well, excuse me, back up. But prior to that moment... The blessing of the Lord was the empowerment, all right, was the actual empowerment to Adam to go out and create uh, what he needed to create or to complete his assignment and to flourish and to, you know, expand the garden, okay? The blessing of the Lord did that for him because God blessed Adam in that doing. Well, what entered into the actual scene was the curse and you know you read on there you read in that account where that Jesus you know not Jesus but God says well cursed will be the ground that you walk on alright and on top of that it was cursed uh, you know by the sweat of your brow you will have to toil and sweat for everything you need so all of a sudden Adam had everything he needed and then the next thing you know, he has nothing that he can have in order to accomplish the assignment he 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 once possessed. He was actually kicked out of that um, that whole entire you know thing. So he lost provision. So now all of a sudden he had to go out and gather up his own provision under his own sweat. All right. So I'm just I'm setting you up for something. Okay. So so now all of a sudden here we go. So now, you know, you have Noah that comes along, you got Abraham that comes along, and you see these glimpses of just you know, just even Abraham where that he believed God and you know is credited him as righteousness and the blessing on his life just flourished. I mean wherever he went, he had tremendous amount of favor, wherever he went, he had enough provision to supply him and his family and to be a blessing to other people, uh, in doing so, so much so that, you know, the, the generation, uh, that was after him, um, Isaac, you know, was so, so blessed that a whole entire nation was jealous of, 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 of him right? And, you know, caused, you know, caused him to actually go and dig up more wells and dig up, you know, other provision and everything like that. But, you know, Isaac never, here's the thing, Isaac never uh, lacked with anything. So you see this interesting thing about them not lacking of any kind of resources or provision uh, in there. And then all of a sudden you get over into Genesis 39 where you see Joseph kind of into the pitch. Now we're into the, what, after Abraham, now we're into the, what, fourth generation? So you've got this fourth generation where that, you know, Joseph was the only one out of his brothers that was really kind of carrying the blessing of the Lord upon his life. I mean, even Jacob had kind of lost sight of that blessing that was on his life. And Joseph was down in Potiphar's house, and you'll see where that, the blessing of the Lord was upon Joseph, right? Now, so I'm just painting that picture for you that that was on his life. Well, my first thing that I want to make sure you understand SEC, you know, with basically, you know, who you are and who you are in Christ is you, you know, you don't have to be a slave to your wallet anymore. Okay? God has a plan for your life that's beyond the earth-cursed system of you being a slave to money. All right? Let me say that again. God has a plan for your life that is beyond the earth-cursed system of being a slave to money. All right? Because here's the thing. I've I, You know, Gary Kasey said this multiple times. And I've heard him say it multiple times. If you can figure out the money thing, then you'll figure out your destiny. But until you figure out the money thing, you will not figure out your the destiny. Now I know that's kind of kind of a, a very profound statement, but it's a very true statement. Because if if the money if you're constantly just always fighting for money, I remember Amy and I way back early on in our marriage, money was, money was the be all end all. Okay. And I mean, I had glimpses of what the, uh, the blessing of the Lord was able to do in my life, but you know, we would be going from paycheck to paycheck, uh, where that there was hardly, there was a lot of times, you know, not hardly any money in savings at all. So if, if, we had a bad episode of something, say a blowout tire or whatever. All of a sudden, I quickly realized, uh-oh, um, I, uh oh, things got really tight. <laughs> and my main focus was around money. Okay. And that's quite honestly, unfortunately, that's where a lot of people, especially born again believers, which they don't have to be this way, because this is what, you know, God, Christ, who redeemed us from. And that's my next point I want to make sure you guys hear. Is that Jesus broke the curse so that we could unlock the power of rest, all right, in in our lives. And what's the power of rest? The power of rest is that tranquil, that peaceful state, that knowing that all your needs are met, that you have plenty of supply, plenty of resources at your fingertips to be able to go out and accomplish everything you need to do or that God has asked you to do, that you lack nothing. And, you know, that's why, you know, you read in um, Pro, uh, Proverbs 10, 22, it says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he has no sorrow to it. Now, let me go back to this whole entire, that Jesus broke that. And that goes to actually, you know, Good Friday. So Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and, you know, he asked the disciples, hey, sit here and pray. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to pray myself. I need you to pray. And in that moment, it was the first time that actually Jesus bled and Jesus started to sweat. Right now, I don't have proof okay, that he didn't sweat another time. But this is where that sweat from, you know, the anxiety of what was to come was greatly upon him. Right. And this is just the image of the drops of blood. There's a medical term for this and I don't know how to pronounce it, but Jesus dropped drops of blood. And the first time his blood ever hit the ground was in this Bowman right here, which was on the ground. And it was from his brow, the sweat of his brow. And there is a direct correlation between these two that Jesus broke the curse of poverty, of lack, of lack of resources, of you uh, always being provision minded to where that now all of a sudden as a kingdom citizen, as a child of the most high God, you now are reversed the whole entire thing where you have fellowship with the father. You can be on assignment wherever you need to be. And then guess what? You can have full access Full access, just like Abraham had, just like Joseph had, all right, just like any of these, um, you know, men that actually did operate in the blessing of the Lord. You have full access to the blessing of the Lord that's going to create wealth because that's what Proverbs ten twenty two says. It says the blessing of the Lord, it is what makes you rich, and He has no painful sorrow with it. Let it just sink in. It is the blessing of the Lord in your life that's going to make you rich, and I mean rich as in well supplied. I don't mean financially rich; that's one element of it, but I mean well supplied from physically, financially, uh, emotionally—you know, uh, finance—all all those things. Okay, that is exactly what God has come down to do. So you do not have to be a slave to your wallet anymore, and there are plenty. I mean, I've mentioned to you guys so many times about the different, you know, uh, people out there, the ministers that have taught on how to get over into that abundance mentality so that you no longer have to operate under the curse anymore. No longer do you have to, um, how to say it, uh, you know, go and be in survival mode and have to go out and try to look for your own provision, which quite honestly, you just have to believe and extend your faith out and get in line with the laws of the kingdom of God. And guess what? Your provisions will be met. Okay. If you can unlock the freedom to prosper in the purpose um, that is out there for your life, you will be head and shoulders above the whole, the whole, everywhere you go. Okay. And that's what God, that's, that's exactly the whole thing that Jesus paid for. Right there, I want to read one other scripture verse right here, Philippians four nineteen. This is in the Passion translation. It says, "I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy." By the way, I'm stopped at a red light. <laughs> will fully satisfy every need you have, for I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the Anointed One, Jesus Christ. So Paul's sitting here saying that. Guess what, guys? I am convinced that He will fully supply fully satisfy every need you have that's physically financially spiritually okay emotionally he is the one that's going to fulfill every single one of your needs it's just you've got to tap into that how do you tap into it all right great question glad you asked you start tapping into it by building your uh by listening to the word by look, reading stories I, I was talking to a gentleman the other day that he was just now kind of tapping into this whole entire mindset and the whole entire kingdom mentality. And right now he's reading, I mean, he's like, his wife jokingly said, you know, the, he's got so many books that he's already, he's, he's like way, he's like way behind. He's like trying to get through these books to try to learn all this and get an understanding of it so he can start operating in this. And he's, he's just backed up <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, it's taken me guys, it's taken me since, uh, what, 2002 that I started all of a sudden having this mindset, all right? And I was, what, 24 years young at that time? And here I had been a Christian since the age of nine, and it wasn't until 2002 um, that I kind of got a revelation. And guess what? That's, That's the first step is you actually starting to learn these principles, going and reading these books, all right? You know, if you wanted a resource to go read, go read Faith Hunt by Gary Cassie. That'd be a great book to read. All right. Or go read The Power of Allegiance. All right. By Gary Cassie. Or, you know, you could go uh, read, um, goodness, let's see, um, you know, uh, The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. All right. Fantastic book. It's going to get your mind starting to get in line uh, with the word of God. Because that's where everything starts is in your soul's realm. Your, your spirit man is already saved. You're just renewing your mind. That's where it all starts, okay? And the sooner you can start renewing your mind to what God has already done, that's already finished, that you can start living in, the, living in the rest, living in that Sabbath rest that God intended man to have where that you do not have to toil for anything any longer, okay? So, SEC, I appreciate you guys. Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out. Um, I just had actually my first, my first, his name is, I'm just going to say, say his first name. His name is Michael. Michael, I really appreciate you believing in the Success Edge podcast um, and partnering up with me. You were actually my first uh, Patreon partner that's out there. I appreciate that. I'm glad to hear that the Success Edge has been an impact in your life. That uh, That's definitely validation. You know, for me, even though I don't necessarily need the validation because the Lord's told me to do this, but still, it's nice to to know that uh, I've got a partner out there that wants to continue to hear this uh, message sent. So, SEC, if you do want to partner with me, go to uh, patreon.com backslash Tyler McCart, and you can find out uh, all about that right there. But uh, SEC, know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine health. The spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys and gang will catch you on the other side.